0: Hello everyone, this is Yulei Strate. Today I'm hosting Tommaso de Mol on the Skills for Mars podcast. Tommaso is a principal at HI Executive Consulting and a friend. We usually have discussions and reflections on talent acquisition, and this time we decided to record them. On this episode, we shared our personal views on the future of talent acquisition, on the capabilities that will be required in the future from professionals in the field. I hope you enjoy our casual dialogue. If you do find these types of conversations useful, you can support the podcast by subscribing to it. To access the video podcast and subscribe for free to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com forward slash and hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, you can go to skillsformars.com and click the YouTube confirm your subscription button. And now I give you Tommaso de Mol. <laughs> so, let me just uh, officially welcome you to Skills for Mars. Well,
1: uh, well Thank you very much
0: for having me. <laughs> Finally, we're doing this. I'm, I'm yes. so thrilled about it because uh, mm-hmm. I always wanted to share a coffee with you and uh, reflect on the future of recruitment. We had such nice discussions when we first met and then um, it's nice to just, uh, to just uh, to have some morning reflections on uh, talent acquisition.
1: I agree. It's always fun uh, and interesting to uh, have a chat and exchange uh, on ideas. And I know we then typically run off uh, talking for, for hours. So uh-huh. uh,
0: <laughs> let's Which see, is nice. keep
1: it concise today.
0: <laughs> well, I think a bit of um, just um, going through reflections wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hurt because maybe people are just tired of uh, interviewing, normal interviewing questions and answers. And why not a bit of... Uh, just uh, talking about where where this is going, because I have my own I have my own doubts, and um, I started with a friend uh, thinking about um, rules, some talent acquisition rules for startups. She comes from she works for startups, and I worked a lot for mature companies. And then we said, hey, we are not getting anywhere. I mean, companies keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again, and we don't seem to learn somehow somehow. This is one of the very few fields in which we are, I just feel we're stuck. Just going and repeating the same errors and ending up in the same place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't agree less uh, with you. I couldn't agree more with
0: you. Less <laughs> well, is okay as well. I mean, we more can have English, a discussion on. English
1: native. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. Um, but I think um, if you look at startups and, and scale-up organizations, of course, they're in a very particular phase uh, in, 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 in their journey, and talent is essential. You don't want to put such a young operation and team at risk. You really want to be smart about talent. Um, it's tough if you don't really have dedicated individuals managing that aspect. At its best, a young organization like that will maybe have a dedicated HR person. Yep. Are they junior? Are they senior? Can they cover the full scope already of HR, including talent, talent acquisition? But it's not just acquisition, it's sourcing, acquisition, retention, succession, and so on. It's, it's, It's a broad scope and a lot to manage, and what you see is in these young organizations, if they have a dedicated HR person, their first focus goes to managing everything for the existing pool of talent, right? Making sure payroll is running, making sure training is up. Making sure running. you
0: are compliant with the law.
1: Yes, exactly. Is... And that is a big chunk of work. No. Absolutely.
0: And it's mostly administrative and not not automated. So of course that uh, not automatized. so of course they, they don't have time to do recruitment. That's one of the things that we are advocating for actually getting someone specifically for doing recruitment because it's just as important as as planning the business, doing strategy, doing um, uh, sales. It's just as important. If you don't have the people to do it with, then it doesn't matter if you have everything else
1: it's not just about having the people or someone in that position it's having the right people right and what you need in talent and in talent acquisition particularly is connectors people who really connect people and opportunities who can connect the dots from the talent market perspective with, with with the business drive the vision the mission Business leaders should be involved and implied in all matters recruiting talent acquisition related, but you need facilitators in that as well. You need people who can help those business leaders really um, change their perspective, be more open-minded on welcoming this or that variation of talent uh, rather than looking for same old, same old. Uh, It's easier to find someone who fits perfectly within the role or the profile uh, requirements, um, uh, is that person really going to add the most value to the organization, right? as the immediate need for which you are recruiting, but no one stays in their roles forever, right? So you're recruiting yeah. for today and tomorrow always. That's that's just how it is. Um, yeah.
0: It's incredible how we didn't learn that. And everyone believes, that's my feeling, right? Oh, okay, we are, we are a startup. We are only five people, 10 people or even less. And then uh, who can do recruitment? Oh, uh, I have a neighbor down the street who is involved in HR. Let me ask her if she can do uh, both of them. Yeah, it's a way, yeah, it's a startup. We are joining the startup and we believe that everyone can do recruitment. How hard is it? Right? Yeah. You just sit, you meet a person, you look deeply in their eyes, you know, you are good at spotting people, you know, I mean, I mean, everyone told you, this is the feedback you get from your friends, right? You're very yeah. good at spotting people. You've made yeah. it so far with your 10 <laughs> and, and you can just do it. It's, you don't need special training, right? It's an easy job.
1: <laughs> That's what some claim, uh, and you should be cautious looking people too deep in the eye these days, or you won't be compliant <laughs> with certain uh, rules and regulations, but it's, it's, it's true. Um, That doesn't mean, though, that people who kind of rolled into recruiting or HR um, can't be good at their jobs, right? Um, I think what's always an issue is when people get institutionalized, when um, they're not demonstrating growth within their roles and HR, Is a tough position in an organization it has a lot to cover and within its range within its scope i mean from talent acquisition to payroll and administration legal to training to internal communication branding and so on that's a lot an awful lot to manage right it's an awful lot
0: to focus on you cannot hear they're always they always lack focus like this.
1: Yes, exactly. And, and there's, there's typically um, either too few people in the organization to cover it all. Or what I've seen as well is an army of subject matter experts covering little bits and pieces of the puzzle, but then a lack of individuals who are able to bring it, knit it, all together, because ultimately it it it, it all connects, right? Uh, from the onset of looking onto the market, positioning your company, your brand to be attractive towards towards talent to get them over the line, to get them to 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 perform, feel well in the organization, be well um, uh, compensated for the work they do, have perspective on growing, offer them learning opportunities. It's an entire journey. It's very much the same as with a product. It's a customer journey, right? Uh, um, the only thing is that HR has never seen itself really be like someone who's commercializing a product. Yeah. We are commercializing careers.
0: And companies way, as I mean, well. We, yeah. You, you sell them, right, as a, as a, as a recruiter. And it takes, yes. it takes years to learn that. It takes yeah. year to learn how to do this job properly because it's a combo of sales, marketing, a bit of manufacturing and lean project management. You have to negotiate. You I mean, you have to have a lot of skills to be able to do this job admin as well, right? And and just keep up with everything. It's it's not that every I mean, I people can develop and I've seen a lot of very good rec- recruiters coming even from technical fields. But it takes time. You cannot just hire anyone with one year of experience and hope that they can, they can, they can get you through the, yeah. what's happening, right? It's, yeah. you need a bit well, more maturity, especially when you're starting, if you're still talking about the startups, right? Especially at that point, you need someone, I think, yeah, maybe five, six, seven years and uh, with quite a good um, background yeah. in doing that
1: it's a learning curve and yeah. and 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 people need to particularly recruiters they need to build confidence they need to know a lot about many things but also able to bring it all together to vocalize on various topics to various uh, audiences uh, be a facilitator as well as a, as well as a driver and like you say, it's 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 sales, it's marketing, it's negotiation, it's compliance. Uh, there's a lot uh, to cover. Um, you want your recruiters to really be, be out there to begin with, and that is something that we're not necessarily seeing in a lot of organizations, that the recruiters are visible, audible, uh, that they are really engaging, connecting with the market. A lot of them, and they're not necessarily to blame themselves, They are just dealing with what comes in through their screen, right? People who have applied to open requisitions, uh, people who spontaneously contact uh, a company, CVs that come through management, whatever. Um, In many cases, it's transactional. It's dealing with a backlog. It's uh, trying to stay afloat, but the proactivity, which is really needed, is hardly seen. And it has to do with 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 competence, but also a lot with with workload.
0: Yeah, and it has to do a lot with the business strategy as well. Because I've been I've been trying to ask people lately. Hey, and then companies are usually looking at cost and speed, right? Right. It's the easiest two metrics. Quality never makes it, and if it makes it, it makes it as a concept, but never as a never as a metric, or very rarely in very few companies. And and then if you only look at the cost and speed, and you just push this person to hire quicker and quicker, then all they have to do is and all they have is backlog, right? And and it's all admin, and it's very little automation, even though we have the technology to do it now, which is yeah. amazing, but it's very rarely used to the maximum. Yeah. So I, I and then Tommy, that my, my 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 thinking goes that I've this is happening for tens of years this is this is not just happening now and i'm i'm sitting and thinking we haven't changed a lot we know where our issues are we go through this process of reflection because we're not the only two talking about this Absolutely for sure enough, yeah. this is already out in the open right we're not saying anything new but we're going through this process of reflection and then at some point when we need to improve it just it just doesn't happen yeah it's think about candidate feedback we just still don't back we know the value of it and we still don't do it
1: yeah yeah and it's 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 tougher i think in a bigger well i mean there's, there's a couple of challenges and we spoke about startup scale up i think it's tougher there because they have limited resources a lot to cover when you look at the big organizations who have automated a lot of their processes they the inflow of cv talent acquisition systems uh, um, they have then a smaller pool of people actually dealing on the topic and an ever decreasing pool of people because like you mentioned it's always about cost and speed um, but there's i mean there's something to be said for quality in the in in particularly in the long run right because the pool of talent is 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 finite there's there's there are limitations to it and you can only go round what once twice or three three times not more than that and you can you can completely damage your ability to attract acquire and, and and retain people in a very short time span um particularly in the bigger organizations i think they are set at um I mean, they've made big investments, right? Trying to save on cost and speed by implementing tools, technologies. Massive, massive investments. I've worked in bigger organizations myself as well. And what I've seen a lot is that actually, whereas the tool was initially conceived, I mean, conceptualized and and designed to help people cope better as a tool, as a supporting tool, it has almost turned around in people's objectives being feeding the tool, yeah. right? There's, a, there's an increased focus on reporting, which is good. Data is, 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 is knowledge. And, and, and you want to have good data at your finger points to take smarter decisions. But it's almost like the objective has become to populate data, yeah. quality Question mark uh, rather than really focusing on quality from the onset and utilizing the tools really to 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 do what they are supposed to do to save time, right? Uh, to help recruiters and HR individuals on things that can be automated and supported.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the thing I think the The market was flooded with uh, with technology, and it covers bits and pieces. Right, uh, you still have to go through maybe three, four, five systems to get everything uh, everything done. So it's it's quite a lot. But then, if I put all the pieces together, honestly, I can see how this can be done by a machine, better than we can do it, and at higher quality rates, because you can. If you, um, and I'm not sure if you know, there's a company called uh, Stellaris. I'm not sure if you've heard about them. Uh, It's it's a scale up right now. Uh, So they already started their product, but they started with uh, IT jobs. So what they do is they cover the first uh, part of recruitment up to uh, interviewing with everything. So... You you put a you you give them a job description, of course they have discussions on it. So they're way more in-depth discussions like kickoff meetings and, and so on, so they can really understand the profile. But then uh, the the app collects looks at people, right? It, it gives them information on the job, but it also builds like uh, battle cards, like the ones that, that, that Philips are, are yep. uh, using, right? Yep. So that you know what, that, what this company is doing versus the competition. Yep. And then it gives them that information. It feeds them that information immediately. Plus, looking at what they did previously and having a few bot chats with them about their motivation, it also, gives them, uh, it also tells them why this company is suitable for them, right? And it's just black and white. Minuses and and uh, and pluses for uh, for that company and why they would be suitable, and that not only that but but it runs a sort of uh, interview quick uh, quick interviews especially on on values right okay. uh, it does the matching again for the company so the company knows who that uh, person is and then it schedules automatically an interview as well when there is a, when there is a matching okay. so put that together you combine it with uh, any kind of video recorded uh, interview. You put on top of that anything like Pymetrics or anything that yeah. takes cognitive abilities, personality, all the things we know that help predict performance.
1: Amazing, And right? yeah,
0: you have TeamScope as well, which pretty much yeah. tells you, hey, uh, uh, using the same kind of data, right? Are they a fit for your team or not? Would you rather get someone else or not? So Because they look at values and personality. And then there you have it. I think it's a way better predictor than any human can do. A yeah. prediction that any human can do right now especially yeah. with a lack, a lack of focus.
1: Totally agree and I think that's where we would be creating room and space also for the recruiters and the HR individuals to focus on what people do best and that is connecting and that should be based on hospitality. Yeah. It should be based on hey you're welcome let's have a chat. There's some pre-filtering then of course uh, by 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 tools and platforms. But hey, it's so much better when recruiters are really out there engaging, having those conversations with individuals, maybe even sometimes to realize that what the machine is putting out, that there are nuances to that, that you can filter out from an actual interview, from a conversation. And that will make the recruiter also more confident to go back to the business and say, well, This person may not look ideal on paper, but we've had that conversation, I think, looking at where we want to go, where you want to take the business, you should be talking to this individual. Let's do that. Um, And that's not the way businesses are operating. The majority of businesses are not operating today. They're far from that, actually. Uh,
0: How many companies do you know where the recruiter actually meets the end customer? Hmm. And understands the actual pain of the customer and the actual pain of the business, rather than just taking yeah, a piece of paper, which we call a job description, which maybe was created in some companies, honestly, 10 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: And then well, just how, how, how many do you know? Because I know one or two that actually the get their recruiters out.
1: I was just going to say, probably you can count them on one hand uh, yeah. if there are that many, and 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 they will be somewhat peculiar organizations compared to uh, the, uh, yeah, um, it, it's an interesting, it's it's, I, I, th- I think we need to rethink the entire um, talent acquisition, recruiting operations how to go about it modus operandi all together Um, and in a bold way even even letting go of these massive technology investments that have been made in the past because instead of in investing in enhancements and upgrades over and over if those tools aren't going to help you in future i mean you might as well just now be bold take a harsh decision and say hey this is not relevant anymore. There's other technology out there that we need to be looking at and utilizing. Uh, innovation comes at a cost always. innovation requires investment uh, whether in, in in funds or in in, in people's time and, and and time to reflect and think you need it as an organization if you want to survive in the next uh, decades uh, in the next 100 years or so.
0: I, I, I agree. And then with all this upgrading of technology, there comes training, there comes uh, adoption. Then it takes, I always compare it to the building of the Romanian highway, which is still happening, right? It's 20 years and we're still building the highway. I know companies which have been implementing big ERPs for years, yep. 10, 15, and they're still there and people still not use it. And quality of data is bad. Uh, I was talking to someone in blockchain. And then um, uh, the discussion went towards the point that maybe uh, for these companies who have a hard time adopting technology, blockchain can make a difference because it bypasses this ERP and this adoption thing. It's right; it's just there running in the background, collecting data that you can afterwards use and make sense of it. Right, rather than than you getting in the system, okay, looking at through candidates, selecting this, this, and this, um, uh, moving them to the next stage, which is still Manual right you still have to you still have to look at all of that, so so yeah, maybe maybe there is a solution, but it will take some years.
1: Well, um, for those who are bold enough to make change, let decisions, innovation focus, they'll have the competitive advantage, and others will be struggling more because. I mean the, the the war, the struggle for talent isn't going to go away anytime soon. And 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 even more, we're now seeing that different generations have different expectations about their about their careers, uh, even the way of work, not just in setup working uh, more um remotely is gonna change, but also. Are people still going to be on as much permanent contracts as they are today? Um, We're moving into a much more gig-driven economy. People are fine being a freelancer for a couple of years or months and then jumping to a short-term contract, perhaps a permanent contract for a few years. All of that is also to be taken into consideration. Every company has to be at its best on the talent market all the time. As long as we are a people, as as long as organizations are people driven, they'll need to, they'll need to be there at their best all yep. the time and engaging and engaging instead of saying uh, um, uh, acting like a, like a bouncer, right? Uh, well, I'll let you in, I'll let you in and all the rest can uh, wait. I mean let's invite everyone to the party and then just get mixing and mingling and we'll filter out the best ones.
0: But but this is happening. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Again, it's really incredible because I, I, I started at some point to say, okay, I think I'm giving up. I'm just, I'm just thinking I've, I've done so much training on competency-based interviewing. This is, this has been around 50 years. <laughs> It's not the best predictor. It's not the best tool, but it's one of the best you have, right? And combined with others, it's it it definitely brings more value than than an unstructured interview looking at what the person would do in a given situation or whatever. Just having um, uh, interesting discussions on uh, and questions on uh, how many flights are up in the air at any given point, or how many how uh, hey, hey, how how much hair is on a dog, or things like questions like this, which. Have not been proven to have any validity whatsoever. And they yeah. are being used. Exactly.
1: Right?
0: And then i it doesn't it doesn't work. People tend to No matter how you do it, I mean, I we've we've tried it with companies, we've tried it ourselves, tried it with a lot of practice and, and so on. But then usually managers and even recruiters, they just they just tend to go back. So I'm wondering, is there is there a point to any of this or should we just give up and say, hey, someone else can do it better and maybe that's a tool. Maybe the, and, and I can see a company like IBM or someone who's really big who can invest in all of this and build a, uh, an end-to-end solution. And why not? I, maybe, maybe it would work better and then uh, we can make incremental changes and, and improve it because we have the data and it collects data automatically rather than rather than not.
1: Yeah, I think I mean even if we go that way we'll still want to have individuals uh, implied who can let's say oversee all of those automated uh, activities for sure. and again there will be time and space for them to focus on 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 the more human uh on 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 the more people part of it all and that again I think comes down to building relations making connections making them making them direct and personal and making them count and um, i think uh, when the majority of the process is and in my views it can be automated it will just really provide that opportunity to strengthen the relation between the potential employer and the candidate Again, I think they should be hospitality-led more than anything, um, like like VIP carers yeah. uh, in a sense, um, but people who will um, yeah act as um, I'm looking for the term in English, but you know, like when you go to a very fancy hotel, you have a dedicated concierge who can just I mean tell you anything about the city, show you anything, arrange the tickets uh, for you. That's what candidates need when they come and talk with an organization. And that's what you want to offer as an organization as well. Um, It's, 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 it's recruiting is much more than bumps on seats. Right. Um,
0: Uh, So did you ever think of the skills that recruiters would need in the future? So right now we think it's yeah, interviewing, knowing how to use uh, different kinds of tools, Boolean search, uh, right? That, that's pretty much how recruiters get, uh, get trained. But if we get to a more automated situation, right, where they can actually be the, play this role of concierges and, and uh, hospitality for candidates and really improve their experience with the company and, and get better at attraction, get better at onboarding and all of that, I'm not sure did you ever did you ever think what uh, they would need well, to learn rather than what they are yeah, learning right now
1: yeah. I think the biggest one is is empathy is uh is 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 is, is being able to put yourself in someone's uh, feet um and looking at things from their perspective and then Again, taking your own position, taking the position of the employer, looking at the market, bringing it all uh, together, but it starts with empathy, an open mind and an open heart, and I think what would follow is 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 communication skills, uh, uh, listening as well as vocalising on the message you want to really bring uh, across. I think skills related to what we'd be looking for in sales, in, in marketing, in customer support, uh, that skill set uh, I think would be incredibly value. Sourcing-wise, I think that part particularly can be more automated today because it's actually really looking at sets of data that are already out there. You can have bots running on that, right? Um, it will be more tough for Uh, a bot to really engage with an individual because people will still perceive it as a machine. It is a machine, right? Uh, It is machinery. Um, It's it's, I think the softer skills um, more generally um, and that is probably what and I didn't particularly want to refer to the COVID-19 crisis, but what we'd be looking for from business leaders all together, whether they are on the commercial side, whether they're on compliance, on finance, on marketing, on HR, I think on the whole, empathy is what we'd be looking for as a skill in many, many people, in many, many roles moving forward.
0: I I, I definitely agree with you. And I was I was thinking about this maybe in a subset like listening and um, yeah. coaching as well, because as Knowing how to ask the right questions to understand motivation, to understand profiles, to really, and even guide the person right in their career, to, if you can see their career ahead and can ask the right questions and understand motivation, you can infer potential as well at some point, or it's easier to go there. So, but I think a, a big part is, a, a, as you said, empathy and and listening out of that. Then it's just yeah. add, asking some, some questions. But. And, and- yeah. yeah,
1: that's perhaps where the real challenge also still lies today in automating some of the work we do, is that um, how will a tool, a bot, whatever, really get, I mean, the context, context you get through engaging with the individual, right? Um, if someone was was jumpy for a while on their CV, how is that going to be filtered out correctly by by an algorithm by a bot by a machine uh, versus having that conversation and And understanding understanding how that situation came uh, to be but for that you have to open up to begin with your ears right you have to be willing and having the time to engage and as you engage your heart and your mind should be should be open because we are we are all judgmental, we, all, we, I mean, we have so many prejudices. It's not easy to go into a conversation without prejudice, without already somewhat of an opinion or a view. And so that active listening, exploring, it's incredibly important.
0: I, I think so as well. And I think that's, that's what makes a process still human, because we're still dealing with humans and some of the movements that they make are not necessarily following a pattern. Exactly. They can follow emotion, and then computers are not yet good at, at, at doing that. They can just be absurd moves for a reason yeah. or, or another, which a human being can understand at this point, but uh, but but an algorithm could uh, could not yeah so f- so yeah. for sure, at least intermediary, then then a human does need to be there.
1: <laughs> and that that's actually that, that 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 makes me think again also of um, diversity uh, in the workforce, in the workplace, uh, um diversity and we're not talking just about gender right we're talking about diversity in its broadest sense uh, and meaning Um, diverse profiles have diverse backgrounds Um, i can imagine a situation where um someone coming from a less privileged uh, background has had to work their way through their studies they graduated at a later age they did some Uh, jobs just to pay the bills, pay the studies, and so on, that perhaps make less sense, and at a later age they start really building their uh, career. I mean, you only get that information by really talking with people, right? Uh, Maybe someone has had uh, an elderly or a sick uh, family member to take care of and have been out of the workforce uh, for a while. Nowadays, I still get comments uh, on on CV reviews, but hey, there's a gap of a year there. How do you explain this and that? Well, how how do you? Well, by talking and um, by talking with people and getting to understand, right? But we are um, sometimes very, very dismissive without really having context. And it's damaging organizations because they might as well be let's say, putting to the side the CV of the person that could have made a world of difference to them.
0: This, is what, uh, this was one of the discussions with uh, the researchers I'm talking about for remote work, but they don't only uh, research this on remote work, right? But especially if you don't know someone, then this us versus them appears, and then you usually tend to blame yeah. whatever happens wrong on their side on a personal characteristic rather than anything that might be, I don't know, logistically driven or anything that might be very, very objective in, uh, in their life, right? So I always think, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're Spanish, of course, they're always late. <laughs> mm.
1: yeah. But it
0: happens when you don't really know the other person, right? So And this, this is what's recruitment all about, yeah. right? You don't really get that interactions yeah. until, until the person gets yeah. hired
1: it's it's it, there's lots of prejudice uh out there and 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 sometimes it's deeply instilled uh with people sometimes it's just i mean it's 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 to others it's sometimes a blind spot an area in which they're just not that confident and comfortable um but it's something that everyone should be conscious about particularly in recruitment particularly in talent acquisition again mind and heart should be open at all at all times. If you maybe want to keep the door ha- half open because you can't deal with an overflow of influx, then yeah, I can relate to that. I can understand, um, but keeping the doors and your eyes and ears uh, shut isn't going to help uh, anyone. But sadly, a lot of organizations are operating uh, that way. Uh, we spoke about talent acquisition tools before. Well in some organizations, these massive investments are just being used to deal with newly incoming CVs. Uh, We spoke about this before. Some of them, whilst legally everything is okay, they're not utilizing the data that is in there already to really actively, proactively go out and search for profiles who have previously already connected or engaged uh, with them. They're just like, well, no, the new stuff and we'll treat that and then on with the next. Uh, it's 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 mind blowing it's baffling actually <laughs> <laughs> if you know how many in, how big these investments uh, are that companies have made uh, return in, in, on
0: incredible so do we have an issue of just capability in recruitment do we have an issue of just dealing with too much and not having the the, the organization being understaffed of People rotating because it's not a job in which people stay for years and years, right? Some 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 look at me like I'm a mammoth uh, after 18 years in in recruitment. Uh, I mean, usually the rotation is every three four year, right? Three years. It's it's not an easy job. Uh, what's or is it all of them combined? Because we seem to still not as as I started. to st- to still not move forward, and then and I'm amazed when I see the same issues over and over and over again, and articles saying the same thing over and over and over again. It's just like it's like come on, people, we've been here before.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think it's a combination of um, capability, definitely, uh, capacity, absolutely. Um, but I think it's. We, we probably have a part of our role that we've not been focused on. We've been dealing on getting talent, well, identifying it and getting it into the organization, and that's more than a day job already. But what we should probably be more focused on as, 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 a, as a capability group, of a, a group of experts ourselves, is positioning the necessary change and transformation that is needed in our profession with the business and identifying the right sponsors there to help us make that happen. Taking a lead role and position on driving change and transformation in recruiting because it is much needed. But we are not the evangelists of our own profession or not many of us are. Sometimes it's, again, I think due to the fact that Capacity is, I mean, everyone's on the pressure all the time. All the recruiting teams I've worked in or led have always been too poorly staffed for the job at hand. Great people, passionate people, competent people, but just not the right tools, not the right uh, time, right? Um, And so, yeah, you kind of get stuck And that's where senior people in our profession actually have a role to play, a very important one, on helping the business understand the transformation and the change that is needed and how it will help them achieve their goals because that's ultimately what we're here for, right? Uh, Helping the business achieve uh, their goals. Um,
0: Would you get talent acquisition out of HR?
1: Out from under HR, yeah. I think uh, probably yes, and I think um, uh, it would it would they'd still need to want to work hand in hand, but I think it might be good to carve it out of HR and um, really get dedicated, capable people with their own learning and development uh, trajectories. It should be much, much more outgoing. Where most of HR is actually internally uh, focused, recruiting has uh, a much more outward role to play. And I'm not sure if sitting under HR is the right place for talent acquisition uh, in the long term.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about that as well because I, I witnessed from uh, budget um, blockages to developmental blockages to downplaying the role of recruitment and just considering that it's the same as doing the internal uh, bit and, and as dealing with the internal bit. Uh, understaffing because you get the budget as the whole HR, yeah. so so you need to always split it, right? And it, it is talent, definitely. They need to be connected. But uh, but uh, I, I was thinking that maybe this would be a good move for companies just to get EA under the business rather than, yeah. and as a separate... Function rather than under HR.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think sitting under HR, talent acquisition is perhaps also a bit restricted in engaging with all the other uh, capabilities. And I mean, we spoke about sourcing, we spoke about um, uh, attracting, attracting through communication, employer branding. That's where you really want to be working closely with with marketing and sales teams because they are used to vocalize. And develop messaging that helps people buy into a product or a service. Well, a career just fits in that as well. Um, so it's it's not just I mean HR connections is important because it has I mean talent attraction is part of the overall employee life cycle and uh, experience. It should go all hand in hand. But as long as talent acquisition really sits under HR, it's probably also a bit. To contain, uh, to outgrow itself.
0: That's that's my feeling as uh, that's my feeling as well. But uh, yeah, I I I think it's hard to still hard to convince business leader to take talent acquisition under the business, and then part of it, maybe most of it, is that they don't understand necessarily how it functions and what they would take on, and uh, whereas having a head of HR. Who could lead HR, right? The, the typical HR plus talent acquisition feels more suitable to them because then so that you have someone you can trust and uh, and do all of that and who can understand how everything functions.
1: Yeah, um, but is that? I mean, is is are, are we then really going for the biggest? Add value driven, I mean, we're not going for the highest ad value driven approach then, right? No. Uh, we're talking about containing, about putting everything in boxes uh, yeah. again. I think, I mean, business leaders should always be at the forefront also, visible and audible on the market, helping attract individuals into the organization. Most business leaders are used to conducting interviews, um, but it's not necessarily their forte. It's not their speciality. They've developed some, they've, they've, they've developed some competencies over the years. Um, but for instance, what I would like to see business leaders do more uh, in recruiting is adopt the same principles and styles that they are utilizing when they are dealing with potential customers, right? Because business leaders are then typically asking the real right questions the ones that matter they are trying to get into their customers mind and understand what they need to craft or propose for that customer to buy it right um so um it's not that they're not experienced at doing it they're probably experienced at doing this better in other parts of their job than the recruiting part that they are doing for their own organizations Um, it does it does require also involvement uh it's easy for the business to say i want this and this and that by then knowing that the talent market is tight it's of course easier to drop that onto a team or someone to go out and do it um but it doesn't work that way i mean it it, it works for a lot of organizations, but it really doesn't work, right? They're doing it that way, but it's not really working because they're constantly under that pressure, not finding the right talent, not at the right time, like you uh, say, not it's, changing.
0: It's not changing because the way uh, if, if companies do get to workforce planning, right, and they do have a plan and they do have a budget for their people, it's usually they start creating it at the start of the fiscal year, right? It's ready in the fourth month third fourth month by that time you're already three four months late <laughs> right cuz they're Absolutely. already under pressure yeah. there's been no discussion with talent acquisition it's just okay now you you go and run and and do it and do whatever it takes to bring people in so at that point it's no longer about the quality it's just about speed and uh, the quickest you can find people the the better because you're just under a lot of pressure under a lot of stress there's no time to reflect no time to discuss no time to meet the customer no time to really understand the teams, and hey, am I bringing the right talent? in? do I have enough diversity, not only in terms of, of uh, gender, but in terms of even time zones, uh, in terms of uh, cultures, in terms of people who have experienced this and this and that, or have different skills? Right? You don't have time for all of that for all of those discussions to actually make quality hires, because then by the six months, the companies, even if they're big and they can plan ahead and they have the budget. By the six months, they say, ah, we, are had, we have reviewed the budget. Whoever did not fill this role, then you're just, no, no, oh. no more vacancies. It's gone, okay. right? So they are under pressure as well.
1: Yeah.
0: But this, this is ongoing forever and ever and ever, and we always complain, and there's nothing done about it. So it's, uh, yeah, as I said, it just feels like, uh, yeah, yeah, we have to change something.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And then, I, I, I mean... I do think things are changing, probably a lot. Well, not probably, surely a lot slower than you and I would personally uh, want. Uh, we're perhaps also a bit more of the uh, impatience. <laughs> um, Maybe we've been um, here for too long. Yeah, um, <laughs> but changes are happening, and we're, I mean, I'm seeing it also in my profession today. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the big consultancies heavily recruit on everything that has to do with 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 people, with workforce, work for, uh, workplace uh, transformation, HR transformation particularly as well. So we're seeing that end users on the market are definitely asking for help. They realize they're in need for help, but their own HR departments, even the most senior individuals, are struggling for the right uh, answer. They absolutely need external help. It's a Place it's a field, it's a space in which we've underinvested collectively for many, many years. Um, especially now with the COVID nineteen crisis, uh, this is this, this this gets a boost, of course, driven by remote work. And and you've, you've handled that topic uh, on previous uh, chats already. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to need much more change into the organizations uh, we all work uh, in and operate for um, in the very near future faster than than ever before. This is, I think for HR, a quite revolutionary time uh, altogether. Somewhat disappointed maybe by not seeing many HR homegrown individuals rise up and really shape that change. It kind of feels like the drive is coming from other pockets in the business, uh more organizational um strategy. So it's it's it comes down to vision, right? A vision and strategy. And that seems to be pulled away again from HR and brought or covered, uh, brought uh into um yeah, I would say by, by, by more business strategic uh people again. Which not isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Because that diversity—it's cross. But when you implement that type of diversity, you'd hopefully get cross-pollination, right? One learns from the other; they better connect. Yeah. Um, but let's see, because there's been instances like, not exactly this, but there's been crises and revolutions uh, before. Let's see how this one
0: plays out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious as well, honestly. Yeah. I'm really curious. And uh, by the way, talking about uh, the situation right now, how, how do you feel that people are dealing with uh, remote hiring? Yeah. Because they always, I mean, that there was always a uh, concern, right? We do need to see the person. We need to meet them face to face. We cannot hire unless we do that. You yeah. you are more you are more connected to this than, than I am right now. So
1: and it varies. It really depends on how an how an organization has been running to date. They, they already um have uh policies and a setup to allow people to work remotely? Have they been doing interviews remotely uh now and then? perhaps as an exception uh, to the preferred face-to-face meetings. And I think there's something really still to be said about those face-to-face meetings. Um, And as soon as we can, we'll definitely see that take up, pick up again, definitely towards the latter stages of the process, uh, the the, the, the final interview, the contract uh, offer. It really varies. Um, I think we we see organizations um today really struggle with it particularly if they still have a culture of everyone's coming into the workplace the actual office uh, at least a couple of days a week and working from home is an exception um then we see organizations who are who maybe for the past uh, 10 years have already been uh, investing a lot in in facilitating remote uh home working and so on so they they have it in their culture they have it in their behaviors they go about this much more easier but i do think a lot of organizations are still struggling with the final stages of the process where typically they'd still really want to meet right both from a client a hiring Uh, entity perspective as a candidate, because for candidates, this can also be tough, not really having met in person, the people who they are supposed to go and work with. And that was
0: proven, I don't know if you know the Unilever case.
1: Well, there's a couple of Unilever cases out there, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, The one where they went for uh, their graduate recruitment, they went all automatic, driven by technology, and they never met the person. Uh, So it all went very smoothly. And they had really good people, but they didn't show up at oh. work. And then I think forty to fifty percent didn't show up. Yeah. That's the, and then uh, when they went back and asked them why, they said because they were not sure because they never met with any human being. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you is- still have that pain of the candidate, and then which is normal, right? We work with people; we don't work with algorithms right now. It's yeah. we're not there yet.
1: Yeah. But that, that that shows the power of having that connection right. And VC mm-hmm. is good to get us through times like this, through exceptions, uh, because you can imagine people are traveling, they're not necessarily in the same location. You'd still want to run a smooth process. So, hey, we'll make that interview a VC one in the interest of time. It's still not perceived as ideal by many organizations. It's a time saver. Now it's, 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 it's a lifesaver. Yeah, I would say, um, but yeah, you, you, it's almost like—I mean, we can look each other somewhat in the eye over video, but it's still kind of like aiming where where to look exactly. Um, you still get a personal feeling, but I mean, you and I both look forward to the next time that we can meet in person, right? I,
0: I agree. It helps
1: definitely, but it doesn't replace. we are not we are not yet at a stage where people have accepted this and adopted their behaviours, allowing this to replace the otherwise in-person meetings. And I don't think this will go away too soon, actually. Well, this is a tough time, but we'll come out of this looking forward to be close to each other. Again, to really look each other in the eye because to us humans, that still means an awful lot, right? You, you, even if it's a false sense of 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 security or whatever we're looking for, it does give that. It, it's 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 a feeling. It's hard to describe uh, on itself, but it makes us feel more secure, more more confident, more assured than when we're doing it over screen. Uh,
0: I, I, I agree. And it's a good feeling to know that, hey, when we're getting out of here, and and I'm hearing this from everyone, yeah. I'm going to be so much better in, in dealing with people. I'm looking forward to talking to them, holding them in my arms, uh, having fun, sharing a drink. So everyone is just looking forward to that. So um, I think that that's something good that we'll get out of this crisis, that we will get yeah. out of this crisis, how much we, we really need each other. To, uh, to make it work
1: yeah yeah we can only hope for that that it, oh. that it's not something that flares up and then dies out again uh, I do think this situation will change our well our thoughts our behaviors mm-hmm. uh, as well there's obviously a risk that we to a certain extent return to prior state um, and,
0: and most go- probably at some point we will forget and return right the history has proven it yeah. over and over again look at uh, yeah. yeah I mean uh, We are not uh, very good at remembering this uh, for, uh, maybe we will remember for five years, hopefully, but I yeah. think more towards two years, but it would be two two very good years. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> precisely. And this stuff will probably be out there somewhere uh, for people to look at, listen at uh, for many, many years and decades yeah. uh, to come. So, hey, maybe they'll learn something from it. <laughs> uh,
0: at least there are some behaviors and habits and routines that will change, and I think they will change for the for the for the better.
1: Yeah. I agree. Some
0: yeah. of them. Some will be maybe worse, but some will change for the better. So um,
1: yeah, because let's not forget that in parallel we still have um, technology developing as well, right? So that's not going to stop uh, either. And hopefully, we'll 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 just see those worlds come together better. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward uh, to, and hopefully, still in our professional uh, <laughs> lifetime, it would be great actually, to see that uh, that happen. But I do think we're on the verge of, 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 of big change in, in, in the workplace. And then, you know, everything around it, right? Um, it will drip into and, and, and ripple into talent acquisition as much as legal and compliance as well. Laws are going to change exactly. for sure coming out of this. And we know that they are slow to change they they will they will change absolutely yeah. for sure,
0: and we will learn from companies that are doing this all remote yep. and who who are are really doing a good job so yeah it's uh it's uh it's good sometimes force changed is better than just going through the hoops of change
1: yeah, uh what you still want is to you, you want people to buy into change and transformation and big investments in the past have predominantly been around technology, IT, tools, platforms, uh, with the intention to help people. But they've probably been, look, from a people perspective, we all have the feeling it's been thrown over us. It's been forced and forced. And that. I mean, I don't know too many people who feel comfortable uh, with uh, being enforced or forced to do uh, things. So facilitating change and transformation from a people perspective has never been thus important. If businesses really want to take the return on investment of the tools that they've implemented, um, the automation that they are driving... They'll want to make sure that people also really buy into that, that they believe into it, and that they belong, that they find their place in it as well.
0: And I think this is a good for a for a second discussion, definitely, because it will it will take us some time. But I do feel that pushing it a bit is not bad. Because with somehow yeah. getting Control. the buy-in, it's again like building the Romanian highway, right? Getting the yeah. buy-in takes companies maybe 10 or 15 years to implement the software. Whereas right now, um, I, we had a call yesterday for someone who's over 70 who said, now I have to do all the accounting online and I have to learn it in three days. And he will do it.
1: Mm.
0: Right? Whereas he would have never made that change. Never in his life. It would have always been paper-driven.
1: Yeah. yeah the trigger sometimes you yeah. need to or you want to give people that extra little uh, push um but then again i think um there's ways of doing that and communication is is is, is i mean we're seeing this around us now in this crisis as well from all layers of uh, of government and what have you communication is uh, is key right uh, absolutely definitely definitely <laughs> Most interesting times.
0: Yeah, most interesting times and very interesting discussion. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today.
1: Welcome. It's always a pleasure to have <laughs> these exchanges uh, with you. And again, maybe I'm we can do this more often. Has, uh, where we have a drink in the hand and can be. Yes. Much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to to each other.
0: I, I, I agree to that. So next time we either do it uh, in Belgium or we do it in um, Amsterdam.
1: Fantastic. Look forward. To <laughs>
0: I had a lot of fun today with this, uh, yeah, reflections and moving from one topic to another.
1: Me too. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Tommy.
1: Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.